Thank you for joining the Zen Care Podcast. These recorded Dharma talks are given freely to our community in the heart of New York City, which we are honored to now share with you. New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care is dedicated to transforming the nature of care through contemplative practice by meeting illness, aging, and death with compassion and wisdom. Learn about us at zencare.org. Thank you all for coming, and um, it's always a little difficult, I think, to speak into a context uh, I don't know. So I thought maybe I'll talk about zazen. And um, basically ask, uh, what is zazen and how do we do it? Now, you know, we have this understanding that zazen is maybe not a means to an end, like we want to use zazen to improve our life or become enlightened. And so Dogen says something like, you know, practice is enlightenment. Um, How do you understand that? I'm uh, recently I've been working with a quote from uh, Joko Beck. She says, um, enlightenment is the ending in yourself of that hope for something other than life as it is. Enlightenment is uh, the ending in yourself of that hope for something other than life as it is. And um, I want to ask today if Zazen is the enactment of that view of enlightenment, how, how, do, you, how do you approach that? So... One way I teach in uh, teach um, zazen is to say that zazen is the joining of a physical posture with a mental posture. And the physical posture, that could be a whole talk in itself, but let me just say the physical posture is in essence, in my view, you arrange your lower body in a way that supports an upright spine. And um, when we hear upright spine, you know, we might be inclined to just, you know, straighten up. But this uprightness in the spine is in my experience, my view is more something like inviting your spine into uprightness. It's an invitation for the body to find its own way of uprightness, not an uprightness that you impose on the body, but an opening of the mind that allows the spine to find uprightness. 
Okay, let's just say that's the physical posture. And then you bring to it, you join with it uh, a mental posture or a series of mental postures. So the way I teach this is um, I call it the four don'ts, like the precepts, you know, don't kill, don't take what is not given, don't misuse sexuality and so forth. So you have an injunction, don't. And then underneath that injunction of don't, there is a kind of positive expression that you can find. So the first don't is don't move. Don't move, um, cultivate stillness. Now the body is, um, the body is designed to move. As long as we're alive, we're moving. If, if you really stop moving, you're dead, I suppose. So we're not um, practicing absolute stillness. But we bring to, to this movement that's always happening, to this activity of the body, we're bringing the mental posture of not moving. And um, as so often in Zen, we approach the mind through the body. When you form the intention to not move the body, you are drawing the mind into stillness. When you allow the body to find stillness, you draw the mind into stillness. And as the mind becomes more still, it then invites or draws the body into further and deeper stillness. And as the body is drawn into deeper stillness, then it draws the mind more deeply into stillness. So by forming the intention, bringing the mental posture of stillness to you know, the body, you're inviting the mind into stillness. You know, you check for yourself how you experience that. My experience is when, when the mind settles in this way, I notice in a more pronounced way its activity. Can, you know, this is the experience of every beginning Zazen student. You know, you sit down and then you notice your discursive thinking more in a more pronounced way. I call it discursive thinking because the Latin word discur means to run around in various directions. You know? <clears throat> so you notice that activity of the mind. But maybe more uh, profoundly, you can notice the movement of attention. The mind jumps around from content to content, but attention too jumps around jumps around 
what moves around between the six senses and the six sense fields. And so um, partly I think we're, we're, we're practicing stillness to notice the movement of attention. And so by introducing don't move on a very physical level and then, you know, by letting the mind be drawn into that stillness that we practice physically, you're starting to separate attention, we could say attention from awareness. Attention is that which moves and awareness is that which is, is the presence of your mind that doesn't move. <clears throat> okay, that's the first don't, don't move. And then uh, the second don't is um, don't scratch. I mean, literally, don't scratch. If you have an itch, don't scratch. Um, here's Joko Beck. Right? Enlightenment is the giving up of yourself, uh, giving up in yourself of that hope for something other than life as it is. So when an itch arises, don't scratch. Don't meet that itch with wanting something other than life presents right now. If you take the Four Noble Truths, the cause of suffering is um, grasping and resisting. Resisting what is or grasping for something other than is, than what is the case right now. And so this uh, practice of don't scratch cultivates, uh, we could say, non-reactivity. We're separating whatever sense impression there is from our habituated reaction to it. <coughs> so it's literally this not scratching this itch that occurs, but it's also not scratching any kind of feeling that arises or mental state. Type. <coughs> tiredness or you know whatever it is you don't like <clears throat> right now don't scratch okay and then the third um, don't is don't invite your thoughts to tea this is a Zazen instruction that Suzuki Roshi gave at the San Francisco Zen Center now, as every meditator, as you all know, um, if you imagine your mind as a house and the thoughts as the guests that are coming into the house, they don't really politely knock and ask if they can come in. They just come in and then there they are. You know, they're already not just in the hallway, but in the living room. So our job isn't to barricade the door 
in Zazen, our job is to, as this instruction says, to not invite these thoughts to tea. In other words, um, don't give them any energy. Giving them energy is um, giving them another thought. So to stay in the image, it's like if you don't invite your thoughts to tea, they don't sit down on your couch. <clears throat> and you don't have to have polite conversation with them. It's uh, if they if these thought guests don't receive any tea, they leave because they don't feel invited. Um, in our practice, we, we talk, or there's a lot of talk about letting go, you know, letting go of thoughts, let's say. I often feel that there's a misunderstanding about letting go, which is if you interpret letting go as getting rid of, then you are meeting your thoughts with the energy of wanting to get rid of them. That's um, a little bit like scratching. Uh, to let something go is to let it come. If you um, let your thoughts come and don't offer them tea, they leave on their own. Okay, so in this, in this practice of don't invite your thoughts to tea, you are separating a host mind from a guest mind. Some of you may know this metaphor from your koan study. You know, there's the host and the guest. The host is um, who invites these thought guests to tea or not. And also the difference between the host and the guests is the guests come and go and the host stays. So in this practice of um, not inviting your thoughts to tea, you discover the host mind that stays while the thoughts are coming and going. Right. In the um, fourth don't, is don't correct your mind. Now, Dogen, Dogen supposedly, I guess, teaches um, where our, the Soto school uh, approaches Zazen as just sitting. I always, in my Zen, uh, Zen, life, you know, I always found certain instructions a bit uh, frustrating, you know, just sitting like, well, so how, do, how do you do that? 
Um, so one way I learned to translate just sitting for myself is, you know, in terms of a mental posture is uncorrected mind. Based on everything we just touched, you know, don't move, don't scratch, don't invite your thoughts to tea. Um, don't correct your mind. Or if you want to give it a positive formulation, allow your experience to be exactly what it is at this time. I would say that's my main practice. Allow your experience to be exactly what it is at this time. So it's like you gather these free don'ts, don't move, don't scratch, don't invite your thoughts to tea. You gather them into this comprehensive mental posture of non-interference or allowing. Just the way you allow your body to find its own uprightness. You allow the 10,000 things to gather and actualize the self. One way to uh, speak about that is acceptance. You know, you could call that acceptance. And whenever the word acceptance is mentioned, then, you know, you get an immediate objection from, I don't know, some people or just some corner of your mind objects like, well, am I supposed to just accept everything the way it occurs? <clears throat> there's nothing we do and there's no interference. We don't relate to ourselves and the world with some um, intention of improving. So I think it's uh, important to notice that maybe build into the word acceptance are at least two meanings. There's accepting what is is something like acknowledging what is. And then there's approving what is. And what is meant here is acknowledging what is as an initial mind. The initial mind of Zazen is to acknowledge, or as I said, allow your experience to be exactly what it is. And you make that your foundation, your moment to moment foundation. And then based on that, you we can now respond to how life shows itself to us. 
we can approve of something or we can reject. But underneath that approval or rejection is um, this um, mind, this uncorrected mind, this mind of allowing your experience to be exactly what it is. Through these four mental postures, you know, we build uh, a kind of trust, not a kind of trust, we build a trust. Uh, I think Zen um, speaks about a, an imperturbable mind. We trust the momentary truth of our experience to be exactly what it is at this time. And based on this trust, we go forth. <clears throat> Suzuki Roshi has um, had a wonderful way of uh, speaking about Buddha. I want to share this quote with you as we come to an end. Uh, he said, when you become you yourself, without comparing yourself to others. Just I am I, I am here. And when there's difficulty, I can manage pretty well myself. That is Buddha. So the way I read that is uh, not unlike, you know, Joko Beck's definition of enlightenment, uh, when you become you, which is one of those phrases that are difficult to understand or enact, uh, when you trust yourself in this way, allowing your experience to be exactly what it is, trusting that and trusting your ability to respond, that is Buddha. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs>